Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hey guys, welcome back to another fresh episode of Authentic Filters. We're on episode 10 for season three. And we've got two more to go after this. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm looking forward to taking a, a quick break. As I mentioned before, yeah, I love doing this um, every week. But then some days, some weeks, it can be like, oh, wow, we got to record the podcast. But mm-hmm. we got all this other stuff going on. Right. Like the remodel. But that's coming along very well. <laughs> yeah, we're making a lot of progress. We're at, so the, with the remodel, we're now at the stage of like the finish stage where they're starting to put everything back together for the house, which is really nice. Yeah, but it, uh, from really our standpoint, with us both being kind of like the creative directors it's nice to kind of sit back and and really see the vision that was in our head that we put on blueprint Mm -hmm. and now that's coming to life and it's interesting when i go over there i see your little uh blueprints of (laughs) the floor designs of everything in every little room even you even had it in the garage (laughs) yeah no i like having that because it gives them okay this is what it those are the materials and this is what i envision for that space yeah so hopefully it helps them the contractors that we're working with to better put everything back together in that design yeah yeah they've got a visual for it mm-hmm. but i think it's coming along pretty well that said how was your week it's busy i did i finally got in the yard to do some landscaping and it's just far as just planting flowers and shrubs and bushes and just getting ready for the summer. Got the flowers mm-hmm. out. The yard is looking good. Your stepfather, you know, Kendall, he cut the grass. That's looking good. Trimmed it up. So, yeah, we just happy. It's just everything's looking good. So, my focus right now is, as I mentioned before, I want to have a vegetable garden in the backyard. But it'll be a raised garden. Oh, yeah. That'll be nice. They had some different stuff at, like, Home Depot that you could get from one of those stores. Where were you going to put in the garden? Well, I actually saw the raised garden at Sam, you know, Sam's Club. And just kind of like your your herbs and tomatoes and onions and lettuce, well, green really peppers. Nice, yeah. I mean, just the stuff that I normally buy in the store, I, I want to grow that stuff myself. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a desire to have my own garden. So I want to start, I'm okay with starting small and just build from there. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty good. So, let's pivot back over to you. So, how was your week? Weekend. It was busy. <clears throat> well, my week, yeah. My week was busy just working with clients and then... You have been busy because I haven't even... I'm just now seeing you today. Mm-hmm. You didn't even come over Friday. You didn't come over Saturday. No, I had <laughs> clients coming in town that I had to yeah. meet with and all that fun stuff. Because it's now... In spring and summer, this is what we quote-unquote call the selling season. Oh, so this, year, so, this is the peak. Yeah, well, this is yeah when it's most busy, mm-hmm. but hopefully I'll be busy the entire year. But yeah, this is when ah! most people knock, yeah, on, knock wood. on wood. This is when most people buy houses and when when it warms up. So I'm sorry, I gotta plug this real quick. So you know, Lauren had a birthday party event on Friday that she went to your sister, 
And one of my good friends, she actually came to the birthday party with her daughter because her daughter and Lauren are in the same class. But mm-hmm. so she's trying to buy an investment home. And I guess, you know, the agent that she's working with told her that it is a bidding war out there. And the house that she wants is listed for two sixty nine. However, the agent said you have to come in at either fifty to a hundred thousand over asking price. I'm sorry, that is crazy. It's good for you as an agent before a buyer that wants to buy a property that is listed at two sixty nine. And if I really want that property, I gotta pay over the asking price by fifty thousand up to a hundred thousand. I haven't heard of that. Hopefully that agent gave good advice. <laughs> that's, I mean, well, some she, properties do go that high. Well, she put her offer in at three twenty. <clears throat> yeah, if she's comfortable with that, then great. Some properties she really have, wasn't comfortable with it, but she really wanted the house. <laughs> well, some properties have gone that high, so maybe I, I don't have the details of it. Wow. But that, yeah, I can I can see it. I can see it. it's just that hot of a market. So we'll see if it cools down. Interest rates have crept up just a little bit. But what's interesting is the guy that I'm working with from, um, he's from overseas where he's at. Interest rates are like in the double digits. They're about 12 to 15%. So wow. when he came here, he's like, this is nothing compared to the So he's rates. happy to actually move here and get a yeah. house here. Wow. Yeah, so it doesn't affect him at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's... A better, much better rate. So, mm-hmm. so what are we going to be chatting about on episode ten? Okay, so we're going to talk. We're going to briefly talk about the uptick in in COVID, and I think it's because people are getting too lax. So, just briefly, I just want to yeah. talk about that. Then we're going to always continue to give an update in the war in Ukraine because it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it hurts my heart, but. Uh, we have to continue to be piped in and definitely continue to give our, an update because you have people that are probably not in tune to the war in Ukraine or maybe they're too busy or they keep forgetting about it or they just don't want to be involved because it could be too much to bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to um, close out the second part of this episode talking about student loan debt because that impacts millions and millions of people Mm -hmm. and actually we can relate because we have student loan debt we actually both went to college and i'm unfortunately i'm still paying my student loan debt so we're definitely going to close out that because um i just have a lot to say about it (laughs) yeah me too me too all right so let's go ahead and get started um the uptick in covid is crazy i just read on the internet just the past couple of days the rising COVID is, is just on the rise right now. Definitely, you know, over here in the U.S. It said the past couple of days, I think a total of 20-something White House um, staffers were diagnosed with COVID. And we're talking like Nancy uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we're talking yeah. we're talking about big people at the White House. Yeah, because they had that. Go ahead. Nancy's not directly in the White House but she's in the Senate, right? She's in the Senate, but, but she's, she's still part. Close. But she's still part of just that whole being connected to the White House. Yeah, I believe there was an event that a lot of them attended, and you know, kind of goes back to we are still in a pandemic. 
Well, not really. We are. Because here's the thing. Even though a lot of people have gotten vaccinated, got their boosters, people are still getting COVID. They're still getting COVID. But when I think of a pandemic, one, it would have to be more more deaths like it was than it is. But two... I think of other factors like places still being closed, et cetera, et cetera. Like China. Because, you know, China now is kind of on, from my understanding, I think they're on the lockdown because it really increased over there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was reported that they never was really reporting their stats correctly any (laughs) way. Who knows? Yeah. So um, there there is an uptick with the, the COVID cases. And the only thing I can just recommend to people is you might have to go back to still wearing your mask because it's not completely over. So technically, until we hear from, you know, the officials saying that this pandemic is over, it is still there. And then, of course, there's all these variants to it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're talking about a fourth one, I think, is out there. I can see that. And I think the issue is, is just going about normal day, people are doing things as if there was never a virus to begin with. So Mm -hmm. they're going back to their old habits of not washing their hands, of not being mindful when they touch things at public places and then touch other things. And then those germs that you took from this place are transferred to this place and then coming home with you. It's just little things like that to where you give wherever this virus is, even if you're vaccinated, this virus is getting on somebody or somewhere, however mm-hmm. it gets, however it's mutating and whatever it's clinging to, but it's clearly still around, like even now, and it might just be the weather change, but even my throat feels a little bit <clears throat> groggy right now, is you might be able to tell in my voice, but I don't think it's going to ever go away because it's going to continue to mutate. But if we can continue to implement the the health measures that we were doing, the cleaning, the sanitization stuff that we were doing before, I think that that helps to eliminate most of it moving forward. It, well, and it does, but, you know, if people just, sometimes you just can't, people need to understand you can't go back sometimes to the way things used to be. Mm-hmm. It would. We all would love to do that, but we should right try now, to be better. We should try to. Do we should better. try to be better. I'm tired of going places and there is no social distancing. People are. They just don't care anymore. You can go somewhere to an event and it is wall to wall packed. No mask on. People talking freely. People coughing. Just open coughs. Um, not covering their mouths. It's just. It's so sad, but that's just kind of the reality that we live in right now. And I just hope that we haven't come this far. Just to to go back. Just to go back 10 steps. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. Nobody wants to be in a position to where the world shuts down again. That ain't good for nobody. It ain't good for taking care of our families. It's not good for our mental health. It's just not good at all. And I I don't ever want to go back to to that. To where, you know, you're locked in at home. You need to go to the grocery store. You go to the grocery store and there ain't nothing on the shelves. I don't ever want to go back to that again. Hopefully we won't. But, you know, at the same token, I think people still need to be mindful of of this virus. It still exists. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. They they really do. Make smart decisions. Make smart decisions. So let's move on to um, the war in Ukraine. You know, I think every time we give an update, 
and I think I've been pretty um, transparent on kind of where I stand with the war. Mm-hmm. You know, we have folks over there and they're, we're giving them the tools and the resources they need to, to fight the war, but they're not in the army. They don't, I mean, you can't just give someone five minutes of training on how to use a, a firearm and expect for them to just go out there and, and use it correctly and not get killed. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And where I stood and where I still stand is that, yeah, we're giving them resources and we're giving them supplies and aid and all that, but... We really need to put troops on the ground to help them fight this war. Well, that's not going to happen. The White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, has made it clear that they will not intervene. We will not intervene and go to war with Russia. We'll continue to assist Ukraine, but we're not going to put troops on the ground. And that was just kind of an eye-opener, like, it's going to be just more people dying because, one, you got innocent civilians dying. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to escape and leave Ukraine. And on their way, they're just getting killed. I mean, just recently, uh, I'm sure you heard about Russia dropped a missile at a train depot. No, I didn't care about that. Yeah, there was like around 4,000 or more people wow. trying to leave. They had their suitcases, they had they had strollers, they had everything. And a missile hit and it killed 50 people. Five were kids, but it wounded pretty badly 100 people. Yeah. So it's just like, what what do you do when you're trying to leave and then bam, boom, you, you get killed? What type of message does this send if NATO, and I understand that Ukraine isn't a part of NATO yet, but they were trying to become a part of mm-hmm. NATO. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty much blocked by Russia from being able to do what they wanted to do, which was become a part of NATO. But they're a part of, well, I mean, what's the point of the United Nations? And I understand that Russia has, I think, a seat on the UN, so they've mm-hmm. been vetoing things. But at this point, if you know that, that Russia and their government is doing this, then everybody that understands that this is inhumane on every single level, y'all need to pounce on Russia. There's no, we'll send you resources and let you have at them. No, you need to pounce on them and make it unequivocally clear that this is no longer acceptable. Everybody at once needs to come after Mm -hmm. the Kremlin, come after Putin Mm -hmm. and end this once and for all. Period. Yeah, because if they don't, more and more people are going to die. So let me also give an update on so you know they were trying to Russia was trying to go after the capital of Kiev. Well, I read an article where it said they was was not successful with uh, taking over Kiev. So now they have pivoted their efforts and they're going to Donbas. They're going there to take over that area. And it's just like, if you really kind of just look at the map, Mm -hmm. that's all you got to do. They can just say, okay, well, we wasn't successful here. Bam, 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 bam. But once again, you know, if we put... You know their assets on on lock. How are they still able to do all this? Is that it's if, not doing enough, and it's not doing enough it's quickly. Not, it's not. So, like I said before, as NATO, as I don't know however many nations that is, everybody needs to pounce on Russia at once. It's thirty, and let it be known that this is not acceptable. Let it be known for the North Koreas of the world, for the quote unquote, I got my one eye open on China's of the world. Mm-hmm. Let it be known. 
for all those dictators out there that if you come for people that are innocent, mm -hmm. we will annihilate you once and for all. And no, that, no playing games anymore. Yeah, and that's that's the message I was kind of hoping that we would send to Russia is that we will annihilate you. And here's the thing: this guy is gonna he's gonna continue to do whatever he want to do because he knows he's committing genocide. He don't care if he wants that particular capital, that city, what that country. He will go in and he will ob literally obliviate everyone in that particular. All civilians. He doesn't care because he is evil. He, you, This dude does not see reason. So you can't sit here and keep having conversations with him. Or it doesn't help when we all get together as a nation and we go to what the G7, G8 summit and we talk about this. But there is no plan of action behind it. We keep giving resources, but that's not enough. Because, oh, and we keep throwing sanctions at Russia, but that's not enough because he is still killing people. He's still killing people in real time. He's still killing people and in real time. So let me just also add this. I got another uh, stat. So uh, the Ukrainians, they actually went to, I believe it was like the eastern part of, no, it was the suburbs of Kiev, the capital of Kiev, where they saw 132 tormented bodies. Tormented. From my understanding, they were, they were burned to a crisp. So this right here, this is, it's hard to even put into words on how we're living in this world in society today right now. And this is going on because who's to say that it couldn't happen to us? Yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. And when I say come out to Russia, let me be clear. I don't mean the innocent people of Russia that live over there. I wouldn't want this to happen to them or to anyone else. I mean, come after Putin and everyone that's around him that's enabling him to continue to do this. Yeah. Because this is happening in real time. Mm -hmm. And like I said on the previous episode, when someone shows you, shows you who they are the first time, you believe them. Mm -hmm. This man has known to lie straight to your face and then do something right behind your back. He's crazy. So why would you continue to try to reason with him mm -hmm. and think that you're going to have a civilized conversation with him? It's like talking to a brick wall. You are beating a dead horse and it's time to remove the corpse. Mm-hmm. Period. I, I agree a hundred percent. And yeah, and I'm glad you made that clarification because we also made that clarification on a couple episodes when we was given an update of the war in Ukraine on how the Russians over there, they're scared. It's not them. They don't support this war. You know, they don't support this war, but when they're living in fear every day because of this horrible leader, this dictator, this demon, this this devil. What can they, they are stuck? They they're can't stuck even leave, they can't do anything. They're but in sit, limbo, they're in limbo. They have when you're getting when someone's coming to your house and you are summoned to appear at a rally, when you are summoned to vote for Putin, what can you do? You have no voice, you have no say. You best to keep your mouth closed, go to work every day, and take care of your family. And that's all you better do. When they look back in the history books, trust me, you don't want to be. The person that didn't do anything to yeah. help stop the situation. Because as the saying goes, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's insane. Mm -hmm. If all you're doing is sanctioning this country and trying to provide guns and other types of materials and resources to Ukraine, and you see week after week that it's only getting worse, that's insane. But say 
inches don't mean anything to this this man. And, clear, and clearly they don't. Have you seen what they've been doing? He's probably laughing at weeks? it. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean anything to him. So now you need to switch your tactics. And mm-hmm. now you need to pounce. Yep. You need to stop him in his tracks because this is real time. We don't know what later today is going to bring. We don't know what this man has planned for tomorrow or the next day or this coming week. It's time to stop him. Well, he did. Um, Putin did appoint a new, um, I guess you could say, commander that is actually leading the efforts when it comes to the war. Some new commander. And from my understanding, this guy ain't playing. Uh, and they're going uh, straight to Donbass. I, I mean, come on now. You just, just going there. You just killing folks. I mean, just this week, what was reported from the news outlets was the Russian army was just going through Ukraine, slitting throats, seeing innocent people just cutting their throats. I I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine I'm trying to get out of here and there ain't no way I can get out of here. And then help is not coming. They want, they're crying, they're pleading, they want us to come and help them and we are not trying to help. When you see this stuff in movies, don't think it can't happen in real life. Yep. Like, seriously. To the United Nations, I mean, at this point, if you can't do nothing, then you're worthless. Oh, uh, but what do they ever do? When you really think about it, what does the United Nations ever do? I, I don't know, but, but... Nothing. It's just, it's an awful situation. So, we are going to continue to pray for the citizens of Ukraine. Yep. That are going through such a horrific... It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare that they are going through this i pray that this man stops i pray that he's stopping his tracks Mm -hmm. prayer is a powerful thing so if that's all you can do then continue to pray Mm -hmm. because this man is pure evil on this earth he really is all right so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back for the second half of episode 10 we're going to talk about student loans (laughs) this is ralphie a silky terrier from Kansas City who loves meeting new people and exploring different places. You could say he's the adventurous type, which is why Thirsty Paws was created. His human wanted to provide him with extra support to fight off the toxins and stress he encounters every day. Although, Thirsty Paws is not just for dogs like Ralphie, but for pups everywhere. Whether sniffing through the world or roaming around our homes, Ralphie and his furry friends combat any number of issues that can harm their bodies on a daily basis. So what are you waiting for? Thirsty Paws is so easy to serve. Simply sprinkle on top of wet or dry kibble, or mix with fresh water. Let's keep our furry friends active with Thirsty Paws, a yummy treat dogs are sure to lap over. Be sure to pick some up at Amazon or visit ThirstyPaws.com. you guys welcome back to the second half of episode 10 for season three let's get into these student loans i've had my student loans on is it forbearance or what's the term where i haven't had to pay them back okay right now it's on pause that's what they call it it's called it's called the biden pause because when a pandemic happened he did hurry up and intervene and he put everybody's student loans on pause and it's been like that for about two years now but i've had my student loans on pause for years (laughs) Oh my God, I'm <laughs> it. So you probably owe like 
double. Mm, I was looking at the interest, and it only went up a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. About five thousand dollars in interest. But still, that's a lot of money. And yeah. here's the thing: we are too rich for this as a as a as a country. Why are we even paying for college? It know. goes back to when well, we did the reparations episode. Uh, I feel African Americans should have to pay for college. Well, that would be nice, but when you think about how colleges were back then versus now, who's paying for the new gymnasiums? Who's paying for the new facilities, the swimming pools, the parks, the new housing? Who's paying for the professor salaries? Who's paying for all of that stuff? Hey, who's, who's who's contributing to the athletes that are getting free scholarships? But hold on for one second. So one, they got sponsors. Two, they're giving. They, I'm sure that a lot of these universities are getting uh, government funding, mm-hmm. endowments, or whatever you want to call it. But this country is too rich to be charging folks to go to college. So let me let me just kind of start out because yeah, I went to college and I went all the way and got my master's degree. And I'm still paying student loans. I'm, I'm tired of paying student loans. Mine's been on pause for a while, too, because when I was paying it, my payment was almost $600. Wow, that is crazy. And it, it's to the point now, you know, it's time for, for Biden to step in and forgive student loans. There are too time. many people in the world, millions of people, and student loan debt is in the trillions. Why sit here and play these little games of, okay, well, we're going to keep extending it. And, oh, well, we're going to forgive this this group of folks. And we're going to yeah, forgive this fair. group of... No, for, it's not fair. You're going to forgive people that only in... in not to say that these are any lesser colleges, but you're only going to get forgive people that went to two-year colleges or ever, whatever it was in trade schools. How fair is that? Oh, oh it's not even just that. It's if you was in a public service industry as well. And don't get me wrong. I support public service industries and things like that, but I don't think it's fair if a person went to school, went, went to medical school to become a doctor, and they already make a three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars salary, mm-hmm. and now you don't have no student loans. And I'm in accounting, and I don't near make that kind of money. Right. And I got student loans. So what makes your profession better than my profession? I mean, I'm a numbers person. It, I, what I do is still needed in the world, and right. what you do is is highly needed. But I don't think it's fair on how you can get your loans forgiven, and you you're gonna always make more money than me anyway. Yeah, by definition of what you do, and it's just like it's so lopsided when you think like when you mentioned in a previous episode, previous season, how everything is put on the middle class. Yep, people that are getting these degrees in accounting and whatnot. Not to say that they don't elevate out of the middle class, but I imagine a good percentage of them would fall into the middle class mm-hmm. type of category. And if they have their own personal bills and whatnot on top of these stupid student loans that won't go away, <laughs> why are we playing these mind games? You, what do you think? You, you extending the forbearance until the end of the year, I'm going to come up with the money tree? And come up with all this money to pay <laughs> this guy's back. You better Stop rub playing the, these money games. You better rub the jitty in the bottle, buddy. Stop playing these mind well, games. Well, the my finances <laughs> might increase a little bit from now until December. But I'm not going to have that you, type of money to pay this off. You're going to have to sell a whole lot of houses. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. Maybe. Hey, I'm just money given how busy I've been. Who knows? But it's just like, stop playing with us. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like. It's literally like you you dangling the carrot 
for us to grab it. Because right. here's the thing. He extended it this time. It was supposed to expire in May. And when he went ahead and gave another extension until the end of August. Okay, so end of August. Uh, I'm not going to have more money to pay this. I don't even want to pay it. I shouldn't have to pay it. And a lot of people don't want to pay it. And a lot of people, hey, we shouldn't have to pay it. But by delaying the inevitable, which is what it's looking like, you're not really helping anyone in the long term. Because eventually, people are going to have to pay it unless you decide to forgive these loans. Yeah. Or at least a good percentage of the loan amount, which would be better than nothing. So let's talk about that. So what was on the table was... They wanted him to forgive fifty thousand. No, they actually wanted him to forgive student loans. Period. He mm-hmm. said nope. And then they said, okay, fifty thousand. He said nope. And and we talk about it. What's your reasoning? He, why he, can't you say? He, 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 he didn't give a reasoning. He didn't give one. Then, then they put okay, ten thousand. And then Jen, the the press secretary said, oh uh, yeah, uh, ten thousand. Yeah, go ahead and get that paperwork together. Uh, president to sign that. What the heck is $10,000 going to do for me? But pay half the interest on my loan. Bam! And you leave me with double digits. I'm not going to say I'm going to But you leave me with a heck of a lot of principal. Bam! And and that's not even going to do anything because interest is still going to accrue once it starts, once I have to pay it back. And I think that interest, it compounds. It does not go down. It definitely gets bigger. I think it com- I think it compounds. And here's the thing, if you think about it, it's like having a house mortgage. When you it are is is easy maybe for me to say as an example, if you go buy a car. You know how you go buy a car mm-hmm. and you going to be paying more when you first get the car. And more of it, when I say more, more is going to go to the interest. Right. And not so much to the principal. But when you get towards the end of uh, paying off that car, mm-hmm. then you'll see it flip. And now more money is going to the principal and less is going to the interest. It's no different than your student loans. So if you have a $30,000 sc- student loan, which is a lot of money to most people. If you don't make Right, which is a lot of people in the United States, believe it or not, not everybody's making a hundred plus thousand dollars. A lot of people are not making a six figure, yeah. As as Sweetie would like you to think, (laughs) Sweetie the rapper looking for a seven figure (laughs) person. Have you heard the song? Uh -uh. She she only dates six and seven figure. Bye. Yeah, bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) When you start to listen and listen and believe in that bull crap and you forget okay in the real world mm-hmm. where real people live mm-hmm. this is the real reality yep is that a lot of people don't make a lot of money but it is a lot of money to them mm-hmm. and so when they're stuck in 20 30 40 thousand dollars worth of student loan debt that is like a big gorilla on their back when you th- that is like a car payment that is a house payment. It is is impossible to for someone like myself. I have a mortgage. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a, a, another payment that's close to the the the, the cost of my Nobody mortgage. Does. You see what I'm saying? Knowing that they give you 30 years on your student loans. Yes. And oh, and they tell you this. Oh, if you pay every month on time for 20 years, 25 years, we'll forgive the rest. You know I'm what? I'm not these loans for 25 Deuces. years. Deuces to you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I don't, I don't even know when, if I'll still be around that long. Right. 
favor. You're trying to give me a jail sentence by paying these student loans for for two decades. And that's how people feel. They feel trapped because they are... And I think it, it, it is also affecting their mental state. Um, it's like of, you can never get... It's like a quicksand. You cannot get out you of it. Cannot get, you, I'm you, you can't get out of it because of the interest. Mm-hmm. If, they, if, if people went to school and there were student loans and it was interest-free and you making payments, then you will start to see it go down. Because you're not incurring any... Well, let's just say you don't incur, incur late fees. You, you're It's interest-free. And you're making payments. And now you're starting to see it go down. You see what I'm saying? But when you make a payment, and on, you make a $600 payment, and only $100 go to principal, you know that's what? That's wrong on every <laughs> level. On every level, because that's going to keep you trapped. When you want to do a $600 payment and only put $100 to the principal? I'll be playing on these things for life. And it's ridiculous, because here's the thing. Eventually, I'm a blink. And I'm going to be in retirement and still own a student loan. If that's not the biggest sign of like a predator and I think a financial so. predator yep. to get a kid. And sometimes I'm sure most of them have their parents that look at that stuff. But to get a kid that is just now reaching adulthood into that type of situation where they're financially hooked for years to have to pay something back in order to go to a specific school. It's just wrong on so many levels. Well, let me tell you why it's wrong. So, when I went to school, where they get you is when they know your financial situation, because remember, I was a single parent with you, and they try to tell you, oh, well, just apply for the max. And I'm thinking, well, I don't really need the max mm-hmm. because this is how much, you know, tuition costs. This is how much books cost. Well, just in case because you are a single parent and you might need extra money. And I thought, well, oh, I, I can do that. That's, that's what, wait a minute. That's what the money was for. But they allowed you to do that. So every time I needed to apply for financial aid, I would apply for the max. It would take care of my tuition. It would take care of my books, any other costs. And then they'll they'll call me to the office. Oh, your money! You, you, here's your balance. Be a big old check. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people run into that because it's now I can live off of this. Yeah. And at that time in your life, when you're that young, you might mm-hmm. not quite understand the ins and outs of how all that works. Yep. And what's going to be expected of you down the road. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You don't think about that because you're young. Mm-hmm. You, you want to just finish school. But then you got all this extra money to help pay for some bills. And you just you just kind of going through the flow. <clears throat> and then once you finish school and when reality sets right. in. And it's time to after six months of graduate. Once you graduate six months later. It's time to pay them loans back. Right. Oh, heck no. Uh-uh. By the time you learn what principal and interest actually is and how it works, you're already three, four months within in the course mm-hmm. of your school. And you've mm-hmm. already signed the loan documents, which is a contractual binding agreement. So it's just like there's so many things that are messed up with the student loan system. And I wish Biden would take some cues from... Uh, Bernie Sanders, who was all for forgiving student loans. Wasn't he? Oh, he sure was. Uh, it, it's crazy on how when, you know, you're trying to pick the right candidate to lead the world. You know, this candidate has a few things you like and this mm-hmm. one over here has a few things you like. Yeah, you know, uh, 
Bernie Sanders was all for forgiving the student loans and the school be for free and Ted Cruz was all about abolishing the IRS. <laughs> it's kind of like you got to wish they all was kind of just right. one person. You, you see what I'm saying? But getting back to the student loans, you know, I, I'm all for doing what we did when it came to the PPP and EIDL uh, money. When we couldn't get funded and you wrote that letter and all of a sudden, bam, boom, he made the tweaks and we got funded. I'm all about writing him a, a letter and telling him the importance of why he should forgive student loans. And I, I, I'm tired of the fact that buckets of people are getting theirs forgiven because it's not right. It's not right. And it's like, how are these people getting it forgiven? And then I don't happen to fall into that bucket. That's what irks me the most it, is that you've got these buckets of people, but... For some reason, I don't fall into a bucket. Yeah. When am I going to fall into a bucket? You won't fall into the bucket. You won't. You went to KU. You probably won't. <laughs> yeah. I probably won't fall into the bucket. But um, he could definitely could take some cues from Bernie Sanders and and a few other people because and people should write him. I'm sure that they do, but they should continue to write him letters and yeah. letting him know the importance. Well, of I'm going to definitely write him a letter because I think definitely if he's not reading it, someone is reading it and I think somehow is getting on is getting on his radar. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to write a letter the importance of forgiving the loans. Here's the thing. Let's be clear. We're already in a deficit. As a, how much are we in, in, in debt by three, four, five trillion? All right, throw the student loans on there too, and then uh, reach out to uh, former President Bill Clinton to have him balance a budget. Yeah, because he was the only one that was able to ever balance a budget. What's the, what's the point of taxing? What's the point of taxing the rich? Right. Bam. What's the point of Mr. Musk need a tax bill? Don't he? Uh, and he had another complaint when he did get his $5 billion tax bill. But, dude, you worked over 200 something billion dollars and you complain about a $5 and billion? Dollars? You. you are not asking for anything. <laughs> like anything. $5 billion tax bill. And he complained about that. And you've got all these people that are making X amount of dollars that should be paying their fair ta- share of taxes that aren't, these big corporations that aren't, that need to be. Where is that money going? Because the U.S. should be recouping money not only from that, but from the infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. When you start improving these roads and these buildings and all these other things, that should keep the maintenance costs low. There should be long-term things that are going to have lower cost for maintenance mm-hmm. once you do the improvements. Mm-hmm. So by forgiving student loans now, that should be made up in the, in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Yep. Oh, you know what? They need to give you a job. Uh, at- <laughs> they do, because I play no games. I'll tell you like it is. I'm not a yes man. And I will look Biden square in the face, and I will say, you need to get this done. Yeah, this no, is a mess. No, what you would normally say is, uh, you need to forgive these loans, because this is like boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, this is. It really is. It really, really is. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 10, season 3 of Authentic Filters. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts wherever you listen. We appreciate you taking the journey with us so far. We've got two more episodes to go after this, and then we will be enjoying our entire remaining months of spring and early summer. And until next time, peace. Peace.